Blast off. Three, two, one. Blast off. Three, two, one. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully this week it doesn't cut out. Oh, we'll keep an eye on it. And if we have to stop and re-record for the third week in a row, we will. I'm going to pay attention a little more. I'm not going to look at the camera. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to look at the camera. I'm not going to look at you. You just camera, you, camera, you, you, camera, camera, you, you, camera. I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. All right. What? So, um, you're welcome. Now you have to guess for what? One socket. Oh, yes. The great... No, don't say anything yet. <laughs> That's true. You, it's your bander. You the said great you have bander. City. There he goes. Of my birth. Woon Socket, Rhode Island, which in more fortunate times would actually be part of Massachusetts. So I didn't have to say Rhode Island anymore. Sorry to all our listeners in Rhode Island. This none, but you're welcome. And as I said to you earlier this week, all your dreams have come true because of Woonsocket, the city that you love. That is a stretch. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, no. What I, my quote was, (laughs) if this works out, Mm -hmm. I will never say a bad thing about the city of Woonsocket again. Not that I say bad things about the city of Woonsocket. All the time. But you have a love for the city of Woonsocket. I didn't know it existed, even though I was a lifelong Rhode Islander, until I was 21 and met you. I didn't know it existed. Like, man, I, I like literally people in Massachusetts didn't know. with Dighton. Correct, actually. Most people in Massachusetts say, where's Dighton? Here's they the don't thing. even know where we are. Just know that I am believing in one socket. <laughs> My campaign slogan from the no, 90s and the you 2000s. Know, you know? Believing in one socket, folks. Michael Levine for mayor. <laughs> nope. 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 We're not moving to one socket. <laughs> That's not going to happen, as I told <laughs> no, you right when I met you. Um, so sad. However, yes, if this works out, because we can't count our chickens before it, they've hatched. Fair enough. Because this free piano that we're like, getting jump to the punchline it's like it's like i was gonna exactly. tell the what story gonna do? What kind tell of the story? story the story is that we're well, getting a free piano go ahead do you want to tell the i know whole, how now you're trying to undersell the whole thing yes because i'm not we don't really know a what this piano is going to end up being like it's free i'm optimistic i am optimistic as well okay. so far so good go ahead tell the story so the story is on sunday morning I mentioned to my beloved, i.e. me, yes, that I was thinking of getting you a baby grand piano because I know this is one of her dreams. Lifelong dreams. And so I started seriously looking at it, knowing that there was no way that I could possibly purchase it without her knowing. So I just decided to come clean and tell her I was thinking about this. To which I laughed. Immediately. Because I know how much they cost, and I know we can't afford that. So Okay. So, although there were some used ones that were not as expensive as a brand new one. So, I was looking at some of those. But anyways, the point being is, you know what? I'm just going to... She reacted very harshly. I didn't react and rightfully harshly. So. I well, just you was were. like, well, I mean, yes, it I, it's my dream, but I know what they cost, and that's not, not what we're going to... That is what I said. Sure. 
after you reacted harshly. I didn't react harshly. <laughs> I wasn't even harsh. I had I said to you, funny because I've been looking at pianos, even just upright pianos, because we really need a piano that is can hold a tune because yeah. ours has stopped holding. You a can tune. hold a tune though. I can hold a tune. Yes. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm so just I gonna... wasn't harsh at all. Uh, anyways, yeah. I, I wasn't. So um, I decided I was going to go on Craigslist. So this is before mass. I just finished breakfast, and I'm just going to quickly go to Craigslist, and I typed in baby grand piano, and a bunch of listings come up, and I just scroll down a couple of times, and then, of course, I see the best word I've ever seen in my life. Free. Nope. One socket. <laughs> free and one socket. <laughs> Two of your favorite words. the second words. word I saw was free, and it... So, I, um, so I, the picture looked okay, but you know, it's Craigslist. So I clicked onto the pictures and I'm like, Laurie, come over here and look at this. Like this actually looks decent and it's an antique baby grand piano. And again, it's so a picture. 1920s. It's a, but it is a brand. We, we, looked, we found this out after the fact, but it's actually one of the best brands made in the early 20th century. And people do restore them and clean them up, and they like they're worth decent money if you can get them working. And yeah, anyways, but it it was a good looking piano, so we decide to look into it. So I before mass, I just send a message. If this is still is this still available, where we we're in, really interested in taking a look at it. Come back from mass, get a response. Yes, it is still available. Can we come up and look look at it? Yes. Can we come up this afternoon? Yes. So we make the plans to go and we find out it's on a certain street in Woonsocket. My parents live off of this street. It's in basically the neighborhood, the general area where like I grew, you grew up, up. Mm-hmm. in Woonsocket. And so we were joking all the way up as we drove up that there's a chance that you know this people. And no, I'm like, I said, you definitely are okay, going to know point. this you were, person. You were I was I, convinced that we're in your neighborhood you grew up in. You campaigned here. <laughs> you were on the school committee. You know, like, so many people in Winsocket because you've been so True. involved. I know you're going to know this but person. I didn't recognize the address, and I was doubting, like, you know, because a, a lot of things yeah, have changed change. in Winsocket, yeah, obviously. So It's been a while since you lived there. Correct. So we're driving down the street, and we park, and we get out of the the truck, and we start walking up the driveway, and the, the guy who lives, and we won't name names, but the guy who lives there is out in the driveway. And so I, we, hey, I say, hey, I'm Michael, and Laurie says, I'm, and I'm Laurie, and he says, I'm Don. And as, he says it just as I... I won't name names. Oh, I'm not going to say last name, though. <laughs> I won't and, name names. Sorry, Don. You don't want to listen to this. But I, as he says his first name, I look at him, and I know right away, I know this guy. And so I say... How do I know you? And basically, we served on a board together in one socket. And before he said his last name, I said his last name. And we started laughing. And Laura was like, of course, this is what I, I said, predicted. Uh, yeah. Yep, I told you. You were going to know the person. So not somebody well. not somebody I know particularly well, but we did we did serve for a time. Um, we had a couple of connections um, from my time in one, living in one socket. So it was very funny. It was a classic God moment. Went in to look at it. And it actually is from our eyes. It looks like it's in really good really shape. Really good shape. Like structurally, it looks great. Yeah. It's really dirty, really old, needs a good cleaning, keys need cleaning and all that stuff. But um, 
it's really cool story. Yeah, I said, tell the story. It, his, so I said, okay, like whose piano was this and what's the scoop? And he said it was his grandmother's piano and she was a concert pianist and she would be hired by all these big bands when they came to the area. These big bands would, would hire her and she'd just play, she'd play for these big band concerts and things. And her husband was a concert like banjo player and would come... I know that he'd played. It's crazy. Well, think about it. And at that time, yeah, the bands, that I mean, sense. that would have been early 1900s, yeah. 20, you know, 1920s. 1920s. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been the bands, the banjo, the piano, and all these instruments. And so it was really cool. But she had kids, his dad and brother, and she never played the piano again. That they ever heard. They never heard her play the piano. So she owned this baby grand from the 20s. It's interesting because, like, I was thinking. It's such an opposite thing. Like, of course, my grandfather wasn't a professional player, but oh, he like, was really good. But he was good. But that was like so entwined into yeah our relationship with our grandfather. Yeah, it's like he what we... he he never missed a chance to play for us, and we loved when and he played it was for so us. So great. So it's interesting, huh? And, and kind of a little sad. And, sad. and even kind of he even kind of it was sad. It was sad that it was sad we that didn't have that playing. as part of our yeah our life with her. Um, yeah. So the piano basically was only moved twice and. Down the same street, mm-hmm. and again to to our eye, it looks fantastic. So yeah, and it's free, and he just right. was looking. Any, and I liked his Craigslist post because he said we just want somebody to love this, to love this piano, mm-hmm. and to give it the the love. So it's we're very optimistic. I'm actually highly optimistic. This is all going to work out, and we'll know next <laughs> Wednesday. Piano company next that's Monday. moving it was not optimistic. He shot down my dreams that's, very that's quickly. That's because they want to sell you a new piano. Probably he was like, oh. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't encourage people. It wasn't to take just a moving company. Pian- That's why it's a piano moving yes, company. A piano they company. To, they sell they pianos. Sell pianos. And he was very, very negative about it. But la- he actually laughed at me multiple times. Five hundred dollars versus five thousand dollars. But yeah, exactly. But all the rest of the places I called, he was the cheapest piano mover and professional, like piano people, which is who you want to move a right. piano, especially like an antique baby grand piano where it needs love and be very careful with it so we went with him even though i didn't want to because he laughed at me do, i'm sure they'll do their job i think well they'll do a fine he job. just doesn't think it's going to work out but he just said they can't he, you know you don't even know he's going to perform we don't know you know and we don't know but it's but it's our a tuner risk. You, you said the guy was yeah, opti- our, he was optimistic our tuner who has been a tuner for probably 50 60 years he's worked with pianos and he tunes all the local colleges and high schools and school he's like a professional music he was very positive. I think the key is that, as we've learned, when you move a piano eight times, nine times, it's, and you don't do it well, because right. we, we, we did, did not we, move. We only did it well once, piano. maybe. Yeah. It got banged around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it just take, can't handle it. And it was already used to begin with when you got right. it. It was originally. used back in 1998. <laughs> so it was already kind of so, beat up yeah. to begin with. So that's not the case for this yeah. piano. So I'm pretty optimistic. So I looked up, um, we did some research after the fact, like, about the brand and stuff, and like this was literally one of the better brands of the 1920s, and very, very highly respected. And I looked up a company that restores them and then sells them for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> now again, you have to do a complete restore yeah, of it. We're not doing that. Cleaning it like every but little centimeter of it. We're going to pay a matter. tuner we'll, multiple times we'll to clean come because he said it'll take. A, we'll polish it up, and it'll take a long time to get it very to exciting. hold a tune. Um, he said it probably it should sit there like a month before I even try tuning it. He's like, 
spot. I was like, I was hoping you'd tune it next week. He's like, I could give it an initial tune. It's not going to hold been its in a, tune. It's been in a home. It's but not like it hasn't. Like it's been in a warehouse uh, yeah, yeah. outside. It's, it's it was heated. heated. It was home. heated in there. Yeah. 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 So I don't think it's going to be, it's not like it's gone hot, cold, hot, Correct. cold or anything like that. So, but it hasn't been tuned in years and years, he said. What is in your pocket? That you're I got crinkling? papers in my pockets. I noticed that That's too. That's obnoxious. Why don't you stick your hands in these pockets where you have I'm no papers? going back and forth. I like moving my hands around. Mm. Anyways, the bottom, the moral of this story is. One socket is amazing. <laughs> I don't miss a beat. I said to Michael, if uh, this works out, as I quoted <laughs> earlier, I will never uh-huh. say a bad thing about there's the no city of One of Socket this, again. And he said, there's no way you yeah, can no hold chance. up to that. I said, I promise you. Your disdain for One Socket from day one. You let me know about it from day one. Why did people live here? That's so awful. When you first drove I up to the city, you're like, that. I didn't know this place existed. I just heard about it. That it is was true. Like, I had it, never even heard about it. Was it was like Middle Earth to you. Mm. No, like it's not um, a good no, it would be um, Mordor. Yeah, exactly. So, this is my hometown. Born in Bread, the great city of Woonsocket, Rhode so Island. So I did say that it's possible that Woonsocket has given me my two greatest loves, the piano and my husband. Right. <laughs> now, again, this piano is not here yet. It's not tuned. It's not clean yet. You just yet. can't. You just can't. I, I can't. I, I don't rejoice in things until they actually materialize. I've just learned that over my 40, almost How about years like the second existence. coming of Jesus? That's different. That's huh. I'm just saying faith. you can. You have faith in that. You don't have it's faith hope. in this. Right, exactly. Hope. Right, but. Hope is trusting mm. in things unseen, having faith in things from one socket is you still yeah. don't have hope for me. <laughs> I'm still holding out. Hope holding for out, you. holding out. <laughs> Someday you'll come around. Holding out, which is literally what you're doing. <laughs> well, listen, that was that was the story of the day. And that was this the story went longer of than week. I wanted to, but yeah, it was yeah. a good it was a, it was good, a good story. story. And we'll we'll let hey next week when we record we'll let you know. Um, oh, that's a good point. How we'll the, know. If, if we actually well, we'll have know, a piano like step here. One. Yeah. And if. Uh, well, more thing, of course. We get into the house. We can talk about next week, too, but, you know, I'm in the throes of planning for your big one year anniversary of your 40th. <laughs> in the throes of planning? We what divide, the heck have you done? We divide all of you, but some of you have been invited. But <laughs> We're not inviting all of you. No. Our house isn't. Invited. I haven't done anything yet. That's what I'm saying. You're but you and I need to sit down. Planning. You've we done need, nothing. But we need what to sit done? down and pick your desserts that you want. Oh, yeah. And pick the food that you want so I can order all that because I probably should that do that this good. week. That sounds good. That sounds really good. But anyway, that's exciting. But we'll talk more Very about exciting. that next week. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the week after that now that I think about it. It yeah. is. So we got time. We got time. Yeah, plenty of time. Nothing but time. Welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. <laughs> A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. And today we continue our series on Advent. And so this week, of course, we're preparing for the second Sunday of Advent. Can't believe that. It's already here. I just in a few days. In horrible fortune, <laughs> I've got stuck with I'm a so reading. Glad I read first last week. Where I need to say he pronounce got a really tough one. Cities from Israel that Good luck. I can barely pronounce. Good luck. I'm gonna just sit back and relax. But and we enjoy will do our show. best and then we will discuss and again trying to give you some ideas of how to work with Reflect on it yourself, and then also work with your children on living out the second week of Advent. 
Oops. I realize I can't. I'll have to do it like this. You can't see. Do you have glasses on? Yeah, I have my glasses on. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis. I'm trying my best. You're doing great. I have no and idea if you're doing great. I don't even know how to pronounce these. Lysanias. Lysanias? Lysanias? Sounds right. Doesn't matter. Was tetrarch of Abilene. Nailed it. During the high priesthood of Anus. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> we have to re- re-record this. That's so bad. I'm so focused on these words before here. <laughs> so sorry, folks. Cut. No, it's fine. Annas <laughs> and Caiaphas. And the funny thing is I'm reading it, and I, as I say it out loud, I know I'm saying it wrong. It's so bad. But listen, folks, we're here sometimes also to entertain. We're just real. All right, go ahead. Lord, help me, please. I'm praying that he does. The word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. <laughs> I knew you were laughing. Focus, woman. It's the gospel. You, you're the one making this. I funny. made I made a mistake because I was so focused on the previous <laughs> word. I wasn't. I just yeah. <laughs> Come back up here. They can't see you. That's the point. That's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. You're the worst. How did I get stuck with this one? Uh, go ahead. You're All right. Through the worst of it. The word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of of God. You did it. I couldn't be more proud. I'm back. Look at I couldn't look at you. Angus while you Burger. Were <laughs> Just say it like that. Just... Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. So, Folks, I'm you know, sorry. We this so, is supposed to be a we were reflection. So reflective last week, but that was because I was reading. But let's be honest, people don't tune into this because they're expecting to hear wisdom. <laughs> especially <laughs> from me. They just want to be entertained. Especially from me. A couple people what a couple people at the wake we went to. Well, last week. And, <laughs> it's funny. I, I do, oh, I do I, want to bring that up as a- Listen to your uh, podcast, uh, your banter, your banter. It's all well, I heard was banter. Well, it's banter. funny because I know one of them- I said, yeah, that's all people listen for. So one of the-, the banter. <laughs> one of the guys that I know from my youth ministry is in my home parish. His, his, his father passed away and uh, we're at the wake. His wife, I know, is a regular listener. And so she was excited just to talk to us and just say hello and stuff like that. But, but he said- before I even got to him, I was talking to his sister's older sister, and I can hear him on the corner of my ear because it was a gap. And it, yeah, they were joking, they were joking about raising eight out loud. <laughs> they wanted me to hear it, and he said, "I wish I, I know they drink during it, but I wish Michael would drink before it. Maybe he'll be funnier." <laughs> oh, and you know what? And I he doesn't said really him, listen. I don't think he listens to and it. I caught up to him and heard him say that, uh, and I said, "One time we tried that." And we had to delete that. Yeah, it didn't, episode. that didn't go that well. That didn't go well. That's a little. That's a little raising eight secret drank, right there. Little little raising eight secret. We barely ever delete episodes, 
but we did delete one that we had drank before recording. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. But let's get back to note to self. Week two of Advent. Oh, in, in Advent, which by the way, we said we weren't going to drink in Advent. Here we are drinking. Well, just no, a few say, no, days no, I don't in. think we said we weren't going to drink you at said, all. No, no, I didn't say I was going to drink at all. During the week, you said I was we gonna weren't going to drink. Paying more attention to it. <laughs> I lasted Paying three days. You lasted three days. Congratulations. Um, all right. Besides the fact, so that, I think yes, the, I think the first thing that strikes names, me, right? But the, but, but you made a great point about that. The first thing that strikes me about this passage is the historical context that it provides for John the Baptist, and I think it's laying out history here. That John mm-hmm. is real. We know exactly when he was here. Were. We know leaders these guys from throughout the area. And this one was a leader. And this one. And these are things that can be looked at from a historical perspective. And so that's the first thing that strikes me is mm-hmm. John the Baptist is not a figment of our imagination. He's not some mythical creature. Mm-hmm. He's real. He, he's real in history. He lived in this real time. And he's he's been put here by God to play a role in salvation history in in real history, this is real. So that's the first thing that jumps out at me when, and sometimes people do this, right? When they do the whole genealogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, people go, oh, why are we doing this? There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Because the gospel writer is placing, in that case, Jesus and John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph, they're all being placed. In historical context. In true historical context, cost tied to the Israel, in that case, um, from Abraham. And that's important. Mm-hmm. That's important for us. And same thing's going on here with John the Baptist. I think, I think you did a nice job of explaining that because I, for one, am one of those people that I kind of, I gloss, my eyes start getting glossy when I'm reading like a scripture passage, especially as it starts naming all these places and people that are hard to pronounce. So if I'm listening to one, you know, at mass and I kind of go like my eyes, I start like rolling back <laughs> yeah, in my head tough. because this is like, uh, why? But I think and people and people screw up the names. Inevitably. Yeah, exactly. And then you make fun of them. Inevitably, hope like Deacon, we just did I hope here. Deacon Matt does okay oh this weekend. Oh my gosh, is he? Yeah. He'll be fine. Deacon Matt, good luck. I was fine. Listening. You know, the funny thing is, I was fine on that name. You, the in funny the thing rehearsal. is, when you rehearsed it, it's no big deal. I know, <laughs> I know how to it. say his name. Anison Caiaphas. Um, Caiaphas. So ridiculous. <laughs> Let's hope Deacon Matt doesn't make that same mistake this week. No, but then, then you do. You like, I find myself, especially at. Like the readings, is it Easter Vigil where you hear the long? Oh yeah, yeah. When you, if you especially if you do all seven readings, um, sure. And I just I end up in my head like like laughing at, I'm laughing at when people are like some butchering the, yeah, some yeah. of the names that are. But I mean, I'm not laughing at them. My favorite, per my se. famous favorite one by all time is always when it's Colossians, but they always do Colossians, Colossians. <laughs> yeah, it's Colossians. Right. It's not that hard. That's like, not that's, that hard. Yeah, but if you don't get taught but it, if you're not taught. If you're not taught, yeah, it, exactly. But anyway, anus. so we, we got to make fun of you. Ridiculous. <laughs> so it's interesting, right? They do the historical context, and then yep. they set up, okay, we have this historical context, and then all of a sudden, right? And then the, the, word, it, of the God. word of God came to John. The son, and, and we know John the Baptist, and, and then in more historical context, Zechariah, um, but there's a point in there, right? John the Baptist is plays a very unique role in the life of the church in salvation history. That's why we pay special attention to John the Baptist birthday as well mm-hmm. that God ordained him because he's related to, to Jesus to be the herald the herald the one who's going to lay out if you will the carpet for Jesus mm-hmm. and his arrival and that's there's so much there's so much there I think to unpack right the idea of evangelizing sharing the good news so it, this impacts us as, as baptized people as well mm-hmm. our role 
that because we have been baptized. We have the Holy Spirit available to us. We have grace available to us to do what? To be heralds for yep. the good to point, news. To point people to Jesus. That's not about us. Yep. And that's what John yep. the Baptist is that pivot, that example to us of, nope, it's not. It's the one who comes after me. Like, I'm not worthy to untie yep. his sandals. Like, it's him. Point, 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 point. And that's our, our same role. Now, he doesn't say that here in this well, gospel. He kinda, he, he, in a sense, he does, right? But he says a voice of one crying out in the desert. Well, he's it's well. They make it a tie to Isaiah. They're tying yeah. to Isaiah. He's the one. He's the voice of one crying out in the desert because he's in the desert. So it says, the word of God came to John in the desert. So he's out in the desert. He goes through the whole region of the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That that um, desert, obviously, we for Catholics and Christians, we know this, right? There should be an automatic. Oh wait, Jesus was in the desert too. So it should bring bring something up in our minds and our hearts on the idea of John was off praying, mm-hmm. fasting, setting himself apart of society, if you will, to what to focus on his mission until he was ready to be sent and go forth. Same as Jesus did, of course. Um, and then John comes out and gives us this this such a this such. The second week of Advent, I something about this part of Advent, and of course Lent, we spent a lot more time on this. Mm-hmm. But the second week of Advent, last week we talked about watching, being vigilant, and we kind of hinted at this last week as well. This next piece, all right, week two, prepare yourself. What do we do from here? <laughs> if you're we, watching and watching, being vigilant, watching the sky, it's not meant just to be like... sitting around and eating popcorn and chips. There's something when. Well, not bad. You I love like popcorn. popcorn. Chips. Drinking wine. I like that. chips. Although he, Jesus did warn us about that. He told us but, to drink wine. Are you kidding me? But Chains prepare the way of the Lord. The right? This is about repentance. It's about forgiveness of right. sins. So it's the action that comes after. So we can, we're watching the skies. We're, we're watching for the second coming for our own, like we talked about last week, for our own end that mm-hmm. we don't know when it's going to happen. So we need to be ready. But what do we do to get ourselves ready? We prepare with this forgiveness of sins, like this baptism. So obviously if we're already baptized, we have, if we're Catholic, we have the sacrament of reconciliation. Advent is a beautiful time. The church encourages us to take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation. Hopefully we're doing it more frequently than just once or twice a year, but this is the time of year, like prepare ourselves for that coming at Christmas and ultimately the second coming to remind us that, gee, we really should be free of sin if he's going to come again any minute. And I think I think this is, we've talked about this in the past on this podcast, this is very important to us in our life as a married couple and as a family mm-hmm. going to, the, to receive grace and healing through the sacrament of reconciliation. We take that very seriously. It's very important to us. It, it, it's the idea of living out ongoing conversion and starting over, mm-hmm. over and over and over again, knowing that through grace we can we can grow in holiness. It's only through grace that we can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the message here. And I think, so obviously if you have little kids, you're busy trying to help them figure it out. <laughs> you're yep. correcting behavior. You're setting patterns. You're trying to set standards. They're, they're below the age of reason, so you're working on setting up <laughs> context, if you will, the boundaries, if you will. And as your kids start get ready to prepare for the First Communion, it's basically around this time of year in many parishes between December in February, usually on average, to get ready for first, first reconciliation. reconciliation, and then it's. I would. This is. You know how we feel about this. Maybe you're new to this podcast, but setting a habit for re- going to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. Well, why? Well, first, for us as adults, 
who should know better. We, we, <laughs> we, need we it. sin. We We're sin. sinners, and we need to be healed of our sins and receive God's grace to, to do better. And then for our children, this same thing, but also to set a habit and a right. comfort. Because I know when I was a kid, I didn't have a great habit of it. We didn't, we went, usually it's like once or twice a year, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. But as I, Broke out of that when I got into my, especially in my late teens and my early 20s, and I started slowly creating a habit of it. What was something that was daunting? It was like a. Well, because it, you know only it was a happened, big deal. If it only yeah. happened twice a year. <laughs> it's you're not, it's not something that happens so frequently that you're comfortable with Correct. it. You're not comfortable when it happens. And that's what we see a lot of times when families come with maybe, you know, their kids are receiving first reconciliation. For the you know obviously the first time yep. receiving reconciliation and maybe we encourage parents to go along with them and parents a lot of times haven't gone in twenty years or ten years or five years and it's nerve wracking and we just encourage them. You know it's freeing. So sometimes we have to jump that hurdle to get back into the routine of it. But once we're back into the routine of it, it's it's not as hard. Yeah, it's always hard to be telling your sins you know, to someone else because you think, oh, he's going to judge me or whatever, but it's not about him. It's about who's forgiving you. It's Jesus and encouraging habit of that. It becomes a regular thing and you're comfortable. You're not nervous to go into that confessional because you know, you know what to do. You know what to expect. You know, you know, the sins you're going to, you're going to confess and you, you know what comes after that, which is the grace that you're filled with and that resolve to do better. And I'm going to have the strength to, and the, and the the free feeling that you feel when you come out of confession and it's worth it. Yeah, and, and we know that's an encounter with the risen risen Lord, and as you promised in that mm-hmm. sacrament. Um, by the way, a great um, a great app I can recommend is Confess. I think that's all. Let me look it up right I now. Confess, I is think, it I Confess? It? Hold on, I'll look up right here. Real time. Uh, I don't app know because I don't. I think have it's it. just. It's just Confess. The Confession app. The Confession, the confession app. app. Easy enough. Um, I use this is what I use. It it does a uh, examination of con. It asks you when was the last time you went to confession. You put that in. And then it, you can choose from three different levels, if you will, of examination. To three different examinations of conscience. I always do the Pope level. It's based on the Ten Commandments. Pope I, level. They, they just they have three different ones. Wow. Um, what's the What's the first level? Um. Well, let me look that up right now. Like peasant level, no, or no, I don't think that's is, what it is it like um, vassal and I, serf? I went to confession, and... I believe, a week ago now. <laughs> okay. This is real time, that's, people. So you have the bishop level. Bishop. The three root sins. I've never done that one. The, roots the cardinal sins. level, which is seven deadly sins. I've tried that once. But I actually highly recommend the Pope level, which is based on the Ten Commandments. It's very I've simple. I've always gone yeah. with a, a Ten Commandments. That's an easy one. one. Easy way of doing it. it it's just it makes sure you don't forget anything because. Yeah, it's it's the way, especially if you don't have an app or a pay, it yeah, you walk just through the Ten Commandments. Walk through and, the, I mean, if it's not in order, you could just, you, you know, think about what have I. And actually, the way that I teach my children, my children, not yours. Just, just um, yours. I always knew this. The children. <laughs> it's an awkward thing that's come out on raising eight. When we <laughs> a sinner trying to raise saints. When we're on our way to confession, or where you're preparing to go to confession, um, I I have them think about their sins in three categories. That's usually what I do with them. That's how I think about my sins in three categories, and then obviously specifically commandments. But that how have you specifically in the realm of directly to God, so in your prayer, 
at mass, how have you sinned at, in those times? Have you given it your all during prayer time? Have you, you know, paid attention at mass? Have you found yourself distracted? Did you skip praying, you know, before bed or things like that? So directly to God, then directly to mom and dad. So how have you treated mom and dad? Or for myself, obviously, then I go spouse. Well, your kids, by for, for my kids, you. I don't know how right. you, how yeah, you. <laughs> just just for me, how they treat just me, um, mom and dad, and then brothers and sisters and yeah. others, yeah. so that there's a hierarchy, if you will, of in their little minds of God above all first, and then how did I obey yeah. the the ones in authority Which over is, me, yeah. and then the ones that kind of on Which my is level. How the Ten Commandments all laid is out. how it's laid yeah. out, but it, it, the three categories like just tends to help them. It helps me to that's how I organize my thoughts when I go to confession and um, I yeah. don't know. It so, just kind of helps focus in. Yep. And so the confession app then, once you do the examination conscience, then you say begin and it literally walks you through. So maybe you're one of those folks who you ha don't have the habit. It's been a while. Oh, you know somebody who's in this situation. It just walks you through from start to finish, sign of the cross, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Do it's you been... hold it up while you're in the confession? Yeah, I always go behind the screen. I do not like going face to face. Mm -hmm. um, I don't find a lot of value in that personally. That's just not my, I, I'm far more comfortable behind the, there's just an article I read about that too. So I highly recommend, by the way, maybe all you have is an experience because that was the big thing in the 70s and 80s and 90s. We had to go face to face. Mm -hmm. But maybe you're like me, that, yeah, when I knew the priest and I trusted the priest, that was perfectly fine. And I had a good confessor in my teenage years into my uh, late 20s. Um, then he passed on, <laughs> like it just he he was no longer my my confessor anymore. So, and when I did with other people who weren't that, once in a while you hit like it'd be fine, but most of the time it was awkward, it was weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I prefer going behind the screen personally. So I just hold this up as I'm behind the screen and just walk it, breaks, it, walks, it, you it through. walks me through the whole thing, all the prayers, everything, what you need to say. That's nice. Now a lot of it I know already, so it's not a big deal. But maybe you're not in that situation, so it'll help you to. Relearn or feel comfortable and, mm -hmm. and just what was focus. What's the app called again? And you'll link the to it. The I will I will link to it. It's the confession app. Nice. And there are a lot of confession apps out. Yeah, yeah. That's not the only one, but that's the one I've I've, I've enjoyed using for a while now. Yep. It's good to find something that works. So I think that's really why, because you know, because then look what he goes prepare. Well, why? Why is this about repentance for the forgiveness of sins? Well, because it's to prepare the way. Of the Lord. And isn't that what we're doing this Advent, right? The whole idea is waiting and preparing our hearts and minds. Why? To receive Christ in a new way, in a renewed way this Christmas, also to prepare for our end mm -hmm. and also to prepare for Christ's second coming. So a lot going on here that John the Baptist is, is pointing to. And I love what that last, right? Every valley shall be made low. The Sorry, winding roads shall mm -hmm. be made straight. The rough ways. Well, what does confession do? <laughs> Right? It makes things, the hills made low. It, it flattens things out. It brings things back to perfection, right? It brings us, it restores us to right order with God. How do you like that? I like it. Well, well done. <laughs> you really did a nice job on this episode. I mean, look at this ending. And all flinch. <laughs> when you go back and listen, you're going to see that I, know, I, I barely, I, I said like maybe five words. Sorry, I, think. I was, I was. No, you were on a roll. You said more than five words. Well, you count them when you go back and see. <laughs> no, I'm glad you said you said we'll all. We'll be deleting this episode too. All... <laughs> it looks like I have no problem with it. I'm just pointing out my dad probably will have a, a phone call with you. Whatever. <laughs>
Go Michael, chop, go, Michael, why don't you let Lori Go talk? chop more wood, <laughs> Dad. Wood. No, don't don't chop a lot of wood. He did today. Did he? Yeah. Why, you talked to him today? No, I saw him on Facebook. No, I wasn't on Facebook. Go ahead, talk more. Nope, I have nothing else to say. You did an excellent job. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm speaking the truth. You did a nice job going over all of that. I think um, we'll just be praying that you all have a blessed second week of Advent. Next week, Lori will talk most of the time. Nope. Nope. But I do I do think there's some, you know, I will say something just to close out because there was something that, and plus I do Please. Have, I have to say something Please on this episode. Say something. You have nothing. said something. Okay. Um, but I, um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Come back. Oh, brother. Anyways, I'll wrap up this episode as he, as he goes out there. Um, oh, you're back. So it was something I was noticing as we were sitting around the dining room table for dinner as we were praying our, um, our little prayer by the Advent wreath. And if you don't have an Advent wreath, we do highly encourage. It's a very, very beautiful, simple Advent tradition. But today, when we were praying the Angelus at lunch, um, Mariana, who's who's playing basketball and who has basketball practice while we're eating dinner every night. So she's just this week missed out on lighting the Advent wreath with us and singing. She said, have you guys been singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel without me? At dinner, and I was like, "Well, yeah, we're we're doing our we're." And she was like, "I love singing that. Can we sing it now?" So we sang "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel" after we prayed the Angelus and Grace at lunch because she loved that tradition. And actually, in the beginning, I I just when I was in adoration this morning, did you read that? I did, it was yeah. beautiful. The little um, I don't want to say anything though. Reflection. Shut up. <laughs> the editorial, Father Sebastian White. Um, who's a Dominican, it, mm, he, he does beautiful, beautiful editorials. I, I really love reading his, so shout out to to you, Father. Um, nice job. God, you're never going to listen to this, but just in case you do. Um, and he just was sharing about simple traditions, simple Christmas traditions in his family, but that spoke volumes to him. And that was what came to my mind as we were sitting around the table tonight, Simple traditions doesn't have to be a lot of times we think we have to do a million things in nope. Advent. Like we've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to do the Jesse tree. We've got to do that. And really just having something simple that we stick to. And for us, we light the ad, we light the Advent candle and we, you do a little prayer. And sometimes we haven't even done a little prayer. That's most of the time you do like a little prayer that you've got, that you're reading from online. I haven't found one this year that just works. It so. just, it's short yeah, yeah. enough to just be simple. And then we say we sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and we say grace. And that's it. But that clearly makes an impact on our children because it's a preparation. And then they get so excited when the second candle gets lit and then the third candle gets lit. And it's this this anticipation that builds. And then all the candles are lit and we know, like, Christmas is here, you know. So I don't know. It's just a beautiful, simple little tradition that... Hopefully, I'm sure you all have those types of things in your your own mm-hmm. families that you find that works for your family. But those things stick with our children. And spread that. I mean, I think the other share that, folks, with yeah. other people, other families. There, don't presume that Catholic families have this down. They may just not never have had this in their life, mm-hmm. and just need somebody to share with them one simple thing to do. We've learned yep. this, like with Project Nazareth, right? When we and you've done a good job at the parish of saying you have. 
Thank you. You're welcome. It's really nice of you to Of just that. encouraging, and I know some other parish leaders have done the same thing, and just encouraging at least get the habit of prayer down that just is in Project Nazareth. Start praying. Start that. Do that prayer that they recommend daily. And you've had testimony, and other parishes have a testimony of people who they did that, they took that seriously, mm-hmm. and it started changing their family, just focusing on one just thing. praying together. So having a simple Advent wreath and just yeah. lighting that candle and doing a simple prayer and singing one verse. And um, actually, it's funny because we were just talking about earlier that I had a brainstorm yesterday with my team yeah, of a great idea. us creating placemats because this has been actually a pet peeve of mine mm. for years with our family. I find it so hard each year to find something for Advent mm-hmm. that works for the kids, especially little kids. And it's mm-hmm. getting a little easier now that they're all getting older, but just can you just give me four like prayers, simple. one each week, one each and week. Give, me the, give me O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and give me... So we're going to be creating. Our team is going to be designing, and I think they'll be available by this next spring, uh, placemats for, we're going to do it for liturgical seasons, and one will be Advent that will have a prayer for each week of Advent, and I think we'll probably put Christmas on there as well. Just one prayer you pray each week as you're lighting the candle, and have all kinds of little instructions on it, and maybe even O Come, O Come, Emmanuel on it, or something like that. So, yeah, I think these simple Co- things. Covered plastic Yes, that washable. Way you can wash them and use. We're them excited every about year. this. I'm really excited about that. We'll be the first ones to pray buy for them. A, pray for us on that because. Yeah. Um, but it, everybody was like, "Oh, maybe that's what we, we've been talking about placemats for like over you a have year been, now." Yeah. And I don't think it's kind of struck anybody's imagination, but mine maybe. Um, <laughs> that's because we have a lot of me. kids around a table. We, we, we use placemats every day. <laughs> they're very important <laughs> to the house because we sanity. have a glass tabletop, so you have to use a placemat. And yeah. So I think it's it's using a little year idea makes the way of doing to, it. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be really believe cool. Believe it or not, they're expensive. I believe it. Yeah, but no, I definitely believe. I think it. it'll be worth it, and it'll be a tool. Yeah. It's not just going to be a placemat. Right, it's a tool it's to help you, you pull to out during the season about. and be able to pray simply together. And yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I'm excited about. It. I hope Anyways, it materializes fun. soon. This turned on to be a longer episode, probably because I talk so much. <laughs> but I let you talk. You no. notice I let you talk for a while there. You're so nice of you. Well, I like hearing you. Nice guy. I like hearing you. Okay. I do. People like, let's be honest, people don't listen to this to listen to me. I, I think I think, I think they do. They listen to you. Really nice to see that. And we haven't given up. We're going to, at some point, announce our, I have it now, a date night with Raising Eight. I like that. I, wanted, I was trying to find a way to rhyme date to eight, but I haven't gotten it yet. But maybe you can help me with that. I'm pretty good at those kind yeah. of things. Raising Eight Date? <laughs> that sounds weird. Sounds like a, we're selling like the dates, like a date. <laughs> but like we are going to do this. Dry and, dates. But we're going to, we'll, just, we'll announce it a few weeks out once we solidify location, mm-hmm. re- registration. But so just anticipate that early January, we'll be announcing that. Sounds great. That's it. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Raising Eight with Michael Levine. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners. A couple. <laughs> Amen. Of sinners. Praise God. Trying. Desperately. Desperately to raise saints. God bless. God bless. God bless. <laughs> God bless. Have a good week of Advent. Second week of Advent. <laughs> Annas. <laughs>